Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Show. It is time because the NFL Draft starts this next week. We're right here. It's me, it's, it's me, Chris Carter, here with Dale Lolly. We're continually talking about things. Now we're gonna be talking to you more this week. We're not gonna you know, do our our final big super mocks. That, that that's that's coming at the end of this week to talk about the first round, but. We wanted to talk to you because, of course, the big news is Steeler Nation that came out on Friday. Justin Lane, uh, he was arrested on three charges. You know, it was a firearm violation, a speeding and driving without a license. And so immediately, you know, everyone kind of rushed into, oh, this means they're going to they got to cut him. Oh, this means that they, they absolutely need a quarterback. OK, two things here. And I believe you agree with me, Dale. One, this doesn't mean that they're going to cut him. Two, they were always going to draft the cornerback anyways. Yeah, and I think, I mean, when you look at the way the roster is currently constructed, um, they don't have a backup slot cornerback. So you start looking at some of the guys that are available in this draft who are slot-type cornerbacks. I'm talking Aaron Robinson at a UCF, who's also maybe a – Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm talking Elijah Molden. I'm talking yeah. Sean Wade. I'm talking mm-hmm. Asante Samuel, Kerry mm-hmm. Vincent, uh, even Damamador Lenore, Elijah Griffin, Trey Brown – Shamar John Charles out of uh, Appalachian State, Shakir Brown out of Michigan State, Michael Carter out of Duke. There are a bunch of them mm-hmm. because, you know, what you're looking at here is who are the uh, guys who are, you know, six foot or under, 5'11", right. uh, you know, something like that, who, you know, have the ability, the, the quick change of motion or change of direction, those kind of things. Uh, and they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, they've even come with some safeties uh, yeah. that, that you could take there. There's, there's a lot of safeties that, that have slot capabilities. So, you know, I don't know that it's not, it's certainly not a position, uh, you know, probably the highest rated guy that I mentioned among that group of uh, guys who are uh, kind of slot cornerbacks are probably Robinson and Molden are probably second round picks and Samuel ends up yeah. being likely, a, you know, a second to third round uh, draft pick. But those guys usually slip a little bit uh, yeah. more than because they're not the 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 six one six two cornerbacks who oh boy he's got the the straight line speed and can line up on the outside. But these guys have value. They're going to play seventy five percent of the time. There are some guys here with with Cameron Sutton like uh, qualities that you like there. Um, you know, Sean Wade an outside guy is he an inside guy only? Is he a safety? These are all things we were talking about with Cameron Sutton. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that like you're like you're right. People look at forty times and like that's the cornerback I want. But like like Eric Stokes, he, he's blazing fast for Georgia. But the guy does have problems turning and running and 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 changing direction. To me, that's vital when you're looking at a cornerback. That's why I like Asante Samuel Jr. I like he flips his hips, he turns, and he gets going very quickly to lock onto his mind. I, I mean Elijah Molden. You you named all the guys. Those those are the guys that I, I wrote an article about this you know, weeks ago, listing out all the different slot options, both at, at safety and cornerback. Because like you said, Sean, Sean Wade, he's a guy who played a lot of outside this last year, didn't do too great. He'd be a perfect fit for what they need. And I, you know, according to all the, the rankings and how everyone's placing him, he could be a guy that's available as late as the fourth round. But I wouldn't I wouldn't look past the possibility, you know, there's guys at the top of the draft like Trayvon Morig, who, you know, he's probably going to go first round. That's one thing. But there's guys in the later parts of the draft, you know, James Wiggins, Talanoa Hufanga, um, you know, and I, you know, I always do my pit mentions here. Damar Hamlin, that was what he did at Pitt, was he just lined up everywhere. There's plenty of guys like that all throughout this draft who could definitely fit that role. And the thing is that with Justin Lane, 
it's like, look, Justin Lane, this year, this was the year for him to kind of fight to be to 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 be the outs the, the first replacement outside cornerback. Because at some point during a 17-game season, you're going to need that someone's going to go down, someone's not going to be available. You're going to need to, to to make your hay there. And Cam Sutton, a big part of what earned his paycheck to be the guy for the Steelers moving forward is that he did well when he was put in that role. Lane, even though he's not like you know built to be a slot corner, he needs to be able to prove it at that outside cornerback position. But even if he didn't, you know, even if he did, that still doesn't stop the Steelers from hey, let's get one of those guys in maybe on day two, early day three of the NFL draft. Yeah, because they just don't have a, a viable backup option uh, in the slot outside of Sutton. Uh, right now, I mean, I, I think you'd look at it and say the backup is probably moving Minka Fitzpatrick there, mm. and that's not ideal. I no, mean, he, you want that guy playing center yeah. field all the time. He did it as a rookie, and again, you're talking about a safety who who played in a slot, and, and he did it well as a rookie, but you'd like to have somebody else there who can do those kind of things, so yeah, I think you look at one of those getting one of those guys wouldn't surprise me if they if they took two cornerbacks in this draft. You can't have enough cornerback depth, and they lost two guys. Uh, I don't think we can stress that enough. They they lost two guys at cornerback. I also say this, mm-hmm. you know, for the people who are talking about straight line speed and all that stuff, and I know some of these guys like Elijah Molden ran a four six. Yeah, I don't, I don't care how fast Elijah Molden is. Joe Hayden wasn't fast. How quickly does he change direction? Exactly. How well does he how well does he anticipate? And when I watch Elijah Molden play, mm-hmm. I don't see him lacking in in catch up speed or anything like that. Mike Hilton was a four six guy. Yeah. The reason Mike Hilton wasn't drafted is because he was small mm-hmm. and he was a four six guy. So you know that's you know I I I don't look at that as a necessarily being a negative there for those guys. Again, you know you see guys of all shapes and sizes now. Uh, on offense, running out of the slot, you'll uh, on one down cover a tight end. The next time out, you're covering, uh, you know, in the next play, you're covering a running back in the slot. The play after that, you're covering a Juju Smith-Schuster type or a Michael Thomas type in the slot. So you see everything out there. Uh, the guy that reminds me actually of uh, of Mike Hilton the most in this draft, okay, is our Darius Washington at his TCU. Ah, uh, yeah, he's almost the same exact size. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, he has ball skills. He had five interceptions two years ago. Uh, he's a guy that can make plays there again. Just, he's just small. He, he's five, nine, 185 pounds, but he could be a backup safety for you. He could be your slot, uh, you know, be your slot. Uh, there are lots of those guys and I, I expect the Steelers to go out and get one of them. Right. I agree that because that's the whole thing here is that you're looking for, um, you, you know, you're looking to get one, one of those guys there. You know, I, I think sometimes when you look at, you know, players, when you're looking at that change in direction and those type of things you're mentioning, catching up, sometimes you don't want to look at the 40, but you want to look at maybe the shuttle or the three cone, you know, how, how quickly can you, can you stop, start and go again and get moving? You know, Avery, every Avery Williams, a cornerback out of Boise States and a, you know, a, a lower round guy that, that you could probably, you could probably look at there. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of guys who could fit that mold. And like you said, they don't have to be big and long and tall. They, they just have to be able to cover and compete. Um, and I think that there's plenty of guys in this NFL draft class who would fit that mold. And again, the Steelers were going to do this anyways. I know a lot of people are, are sitting there like, well, they especially got to do it now because of Justin Lane. But Justin Lane wasn't, you know, if you look at his, if you look at the, what little he played, he wasn't stopping the Steelers from going and getting nobody. And, and, and this is why I've still said in, in, my, in my mocks and in, in, in our analysis, Dale, and you've done this yourself, cornerback is not on a play on, 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 the, on the first two days of the draft. It's just not. 
No, it's not. And I, I don't think that they'll take one in round one no. uh, unless unless one of the top guys falls. Uh, but, you know, certainly uh, day two is in play. Uh, day three, for sure. Uh, they'll definitely have at least one cornerback, uh, you know, probably by the, the time they uh, they make their sixth round pick. I mean, again, you can't have enough cornerbacks in today's NFL and, you know, spare me the, well, the Steelers can't draft defensive backs. <laughs> they did draft Cam Sutton. Yeah, and Terrell um, Edmonds. They and Terrell Edmonds. Well. And regardless of what people think, Terrell Edmonds is not a bust. No, he's he's playing he's playing very well. He, he offers so many things. In fact, Terrell Edmonds is a guy who you can line up and ask him to occasionally help in slot coverage. You don't want him doing it all game long, but he's another guy that you can see. Yeah, like, if the other team's playing their tight end in the slot all the time. Exactly. There's Terrell Edmonds, uh, guard, you know, covering that guy because he he can get physical. He can he can he can run he can run, and he's another guy who can stop, go, and, and stop again, and and be playing with within himself. So the the secondary situation for the Steelers is not in some sense of jeopardy for for Justin Lane. I, you know, even for the people, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there saying, "Well, duh," but trust me, when you see the reactions to how people people were flipping out because of Justin Lane, you, you you understand why I'm saying this. It's not me just saying this because just because it's because I'm seeing people like, "Oh gosh, they got to listen." He'll, first of all, he will be back this next year. I, I don't see this being something that they cut him over. And and the th- the only thing I'd say about this is that now when he's at St. Vincent College, if he's neck and neck with another guy. The Steelers might be like, eh, you know, this other guy might not have this red flag of this incident that happened. That's that's the I think that's the extent of how this impacts his career. Like he just needs to show up even more in this in these next two years on this on his rookie deal to make sure that he shows the Steelers, hey, I'm worth sticking around. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's why this is going to be a critical, um, you know, camp for him, a critical preseason for him. He didn't get a preseason last year, so. Very true. Uh, all the snaps that he gets, uh, you know, this year uh, in camp are 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 critical. Um, you know, this is year three. This is when he has to become a player, or they move on. And we, you know, certainly there could be part of the moving on process is drafting a guy this year. So we're going to take one quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Dale about some of the changes that is happening in the first round of the NFL draft. There's trades that have already happened. There's trades that are talking about maybe happening. We'll talk about what, how that's changing the landscape in front of and behind the Steelers right after this. Back here on the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. By the way, if you're not subscribed to DK Sports Radio, get on it. Rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment, but subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're anywhere podcasts are hosted. We cover the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, all the different things. We have lots of great shows to offer you every day of the week. Now, Dale, let's get back to this. Now, the other big news that happened that didn't involve the Steelers, but of course involved their rivals, the Baltimore Ravens. They initiated a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs to give up Orlando Brown, who was, you know, one of the kind of the, the chess pieces we had been thinking about for, you know, going into this, going into this off season. Cause he was like, I want to, I want to trade. And they were going, going to trade him eventually, but who was he going to go to? And now the chiefs have given up a first, their, their first round pick at 31 to get Brown. Now I believe the Ravens also gave up a second round pick. Yeah. The chiefs got, uh, the chiefs gave up their first third and fourth round picks in a 2022 sixth round pick. And they got Orlando Brown and Baltimore's sixth or th- second round pick this year. So 
Good for the Ravens. They they made a lot of picks, but uh, is their offensive line better? I don't know. I don't that, think so. It's not right now. I know that. Right. The, and now that's led to some other things going on with 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 you know with with what's going on now. Dale Lolly wrote an article about this, detailing this out, so you can read his work there on DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, but it looks like the Ravens are planning to sign Alejandro Villanueva after the NFL draft when it wouldn't count against the comp pick situation. And that would hurt the Steelers because if they sign him to decent money, it would that would have gone to the Steelers comp picks for 2022. But it's a smart move by the Ravens to do that. Um, but it's just it's interesting to me because, uh, you know, one that, you know, the, the Villanueva is one thing, but for the, the Ravens now have two late first round picks that they can that they can play around with. But 31, I saw as an, a, one of the spots that, you know, you and I have talked about the possibility of the Steelers trading back this year. If they if they see a situation that they're like, you know what, we can wait a little bit, a few more picks and get an extra day two pick in well, the they process. Are doing it now. Yeah, yeah, it's the trades are flying, man. And it's 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 you're running out of trade candidates when a team like the Ravens is, is taking the Ravens ain't giving you no second round uh, giving you well, and, no, and, no and trade. the Browns are right behind the Steelers. The Ravens are behind have two picks now behind the Steelers. Yep. you know, uh, this is what I talk about when, when people show oh, the Steelers have to trade down. Half the trade down is, you know, that's, that's a little much. You can't go into this situation and say we have to trade down. Because if, if ever the other teams know, hey, the Steelers are on the phone with everybody trying to trade down, they're not going to give you diddly squat right. for it. They're going to say, okay, we'll we'll trade back with you. We'll give you a we'll give you a fifth round pick to move mm-hmm. back five spots. That's not worth it. You're not going to do that. You don't right. just trade down to trade down if the guy is available that you like at 24. Then you take him. If there's no trade down partner, if somebody wants to come up, somebody has to want to come up to get somebody. And in this draft, I just don't know that that's going to happen because I, the way I see it right now, Chris, is this, Okay, you've got the four offensive tackles. I think that are sure first rounders. That's Panay Sewell, Rashawn yep. Slater, Christian yep. Darisaw, Tevin Jenkins. I expect all four of those guys to be gone when the Steelers pick at 24. That's my expectation. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that somebody's going to want to trade up to 24 to get the next tackle on the on the board? Potentially, they could want to do that, but mm-hmm. they might not want to go up to 24 to do it because the price might be too high. So what else might somebody want to trade up for? Well, if one of the quarterbacks falls, but I don't see a quarterback falling to 24. Now, I, I do think one of the situations, and you explored this in one of your mock drafts, that what if Caleb Farley is one of those cornerbacks that fell? I just don't see anybody trading up, though, for, for him at this point. You don't think so? Because like, like the Saints are a team that kind of need they're kind of they're, they're looking for another cornerback. I just think they can stay there because you're not going to trade up for a guy with a back problem. Very true. Very true. You can, you're just going to stay there, and if he falls, he falls. If he doesn't, you take somebody else. So who else would somebody trade up for? Maybe – uh, maybe somebody loves one of the edge rushers more than ever, you know, the other guys. And, and, and so they got to do that. Maybe a guy like Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa falls to 24. He, he's a guy that could go anywhere in there. And honestly, he really doesn't fit the Steelers defense because, you know, that would give you two kind of undersized linebackers. Um, you know, so would he fit, would, you know, would you, would you like to put him next to Bush? Well, certainly he would look good next to Bush, but that's not ideal. I think you'd rather have a bigger linebacker next to Bush. So, you know, maybe, you know, somebody wants to go up and get him. Maybe somebody loves Aziz Ojolari and he's still on the board. And so they move up to mm-hmm. get him. 
you know, maybe somebody loves Rashad Bateman and he's still available available. So they go, you know, want to trade up to get him. But other than that, I just don't see a bunch of guys here in this draft that the teams are going to say, yeah, we got to move up. If you typically, if somebody's moving up in a draft, it's for a quarterback or it's for an offensive tackle period. That that's usually what they're moving up for because there are always other guys at those other positions. Um, and, and if not, then you just sit there and wait. So I don't know that the Steelers are going to be able to move back in this draft. So, you know, if, if again, I put out my top 24 picks the other day, um, you know, my rankings of, of those guys, I, I don't see that changing dramatically. I'm going to leave it as is. And, you know, you can check that out on DKPittsburghSports.com. These are 24 players that the Steelers would take at pick 24. And I expect mm-hmm. when they get to their pick, there will be at least five or six of those guys available. Uh, because I don't, you know, Trevon Moerig isn't on there. The Steelers aren't right. going to draft Trevon Moerig in no. the first round. Uh, the, some of the edge guys aren't no. on there. Quiddy Pay and guys like that, Gregory Rousseau and and, and Jalen Phillips aren't on there because they're not they're not three four players. Yeah. Uh, so they don't fit into the defense now. Um, you know, uh, the wide receivers, the top three wide receivers are on there, but I don't expect any of them to be available. Right. You know, but if they have, you know, if Jamar Chase fell to 24, yeah, the Steelers would probably take him. Right. He's, not, be he's not escaping the top 10. Like, right. Maybe that top five. But um, no, yeah, I, I'm right with you on that. And, and, and hey, D- D- Dale, a lot of your rankings and my rankings, we, we have a lot of simulators, especially in those upper rounds, because you look at the talent that's available and what the Steelers need. And you're kind of like, OK, this is what we're comparing and contrasting with. And, you know, there's there's going to be really good talent available at 24 now. Uh, again, with, with with three picks belonging to uh, divisional rivals behind you in the first round of the, dra- of the NFL draft, trading back looks less looks less likely here. But trading back also isn't a must. As much as I've advocated that it, it, it should be on the board for the Steelers, it's not something that you lock yourself into. Like, in fact, I wrote a, a talking points on DK Pittsburgh Sports maybe like two weeks ago about this. And someone was like, well, no, you can't lock yourself into it. I'm like, I didn't say lock yourself into it. I said just keep the pu- – They'll explore it. That's what they'll do, you know, starting next week. We'll talk to Kevin uh, Colbert and Mike Tomlin on Monday, and I Mm -hmm. guarantee one of the things that Kevin Colbert will say is that they'll contact every team in the league and say, hey, you interested in moving up? You interested in moving back? What's the, you know, what what are your feelings here? Um, And so they'll they'll feel some things out, uh, you know, to see. Maybe somebody says, yeah, we'd like to potentially come up to 24. But you can't do that now. Nobody's right. going to trade up the 24 right now because no. they don't know who's available. Right. You never know until you know mm-hmm. when it comes to the draft. You could have you could have everything worked out. Hey, we're going to trade. Yeah, we'd like to trade up to 24. And then the pick before you make the, you go ahead and make the deal. Let's say somebody wants to trade up for Tevin Jenkins, for example. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, Indianapolis or or the, or the Jets who pick right ahead of the Steelers take that guy. Well, you're not going to trade, make the trade then. Right. Nobody's going to trade up then, uh, uh, you know. But if they see that, uh, you know, and he falls there and, and they say, hey, we'd like to move up three spots to get Tevin Jank, or, you know, they'll say that we would like to move up three spots. The Steelers will look at that list of 24 guys. And if there are three guys still remaining on that list that they would be comfortable taking at 24, they'll say, okay, they may do it. If, if they like the player that that's going to be there available for them at 24, they'll make the pick. They, they haven't done this. They haven't traded back since Casey, the Casey Hampton draft in 2001, mm. when they moved from 16 to 19. Um, you know, they wanted a nose tackle. They got a nose tackle. Well, you don't draft nose tackles in the first round. Anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> 
you know, yeah. you don't, you don't draft a two down player in, in the, you know, in the first round anymore. So, you know, it, it, there's only certain positions that you're going to move up. I, somebody asked me, would you trade up for, tra- uh, for Najee Harris? No, not, no, not trading I, up for Najee. I'm not in favor. Most years I'm not in favor of moving in, of taking a running back in the first round. Most but this isn't this isn't most years, exactly. and the Steelers have a need there. I, I I heard one of the the local radio foofs talking today, who has he knows nothing about the draft and knows nothing about the Steelers, mm-hmm. talking about, well, if the Steelers take Javante Williams in the first round, that would be a mistake. If he's worth the first round pick, you take him there. Yeah, Javante Williams to me is is right there with everybody else. If you look mm-hmm. at everybody's rankings now, draft rankings, he's right there again. Those top those top 15 players, anybody would take right. on their team. The next 40 players all have similar grades, mm-hmm. all of them. So it's just what order are you going to take them in? Well, there's only three running backs in that group. Exactly. And it, and if you pass on one at 24, you're not getting one at 55. Yeah, it's just that. It's just too hard to see. And especially because Javante Williams, I, I think more people – one thing I always say this too what you read on the internet when you read the mock drafts and the rankings that's just what people like dale and i are saying like in the media like how, when we're covering the sport the teams are way ahead of they us. know they they yeah. they've, they've they've had these rankings set up since like november <laughs> like, you know they they've been they've been studying these guys scouting these guys this whole time so like when when we're when someone's saying oh kellen mon's a second round pick like yeah you know what someone probably said that long you know in a, in a war room months before the person wrote that in an article so that that, that that's one thing but and you like, hear all kinds of stuff teams will say all kinds of stuff right. if, if if somebody's telling you something at this time of year you take it with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. they may be trying to push that player down they may be trying to push him up to, to make sure that somebody else takes him you don't fall for it I know, I, I know that's what what some people think Kyle Shanahan's doing about Mac Jones. <laughs> They're trying to say he's trying to say, hey, yeah, yeah, Mac Jones, totally, dude. And yeah, we're gonna draft Justin Fields though, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I feel you right there. And, and again, that's the thing with the running back position is that just because some guy over here or there says you know that Javante Williams isn't worth it, I'm I'm sorry. Turn if on he, the tape. It, yeah, yeah. First of all, I turn on the tape and I'm like, oh gosh. Again, I, I've heard multiple people compare him to Nick Chubb. If you could get what Nick Chubb is doing right now in the NFL on the Steelers roster in the first round, you would take that. You would take that in a heartbeat. And and I know Nick say, Chubb well, was a second-round pick, but this is a but, different draft class. But, Chris, Nick Chubb was was a second-round pick. He was the 35th pick in the draft. Yes. There's no difference in the first round. There's no difference in pick tw- between pick 24 and pick 35 mm-hmm. in grades. The only difference is one has a first round next to him. The other one has a second round. They're 10 picks apart. And and on top of that, you got to look back at how many run, uh, what running running back running back draft classes are like because people always tell me, and I'm sure you've heard this too. Alvin Kamara, he was a third round pick. Alvin Kamara was like the fifth or sixth running back taken that year because there was Christian McCaffrey. It was a ridiculously deep draft class. Exactly, and that's what Dale and I have been telling y'all about the tackle class. It is a ridiculous ridiculously deep tackle class this year. It is not a ridiculously deep running back class this year, which is why the normal plans are a bit inverted this time around. Yeah. The difference between those top three running backs and the fourth running back is a chasm compared to what it is between the fifth rated offensive tackle and the 15th rated offensive tackle. Right. Right. 
I agree entirely. And that's the whole point here is that when you, it's just, we, we, we assess value to, to teams and it's about remind, reminding yourself of that value. And when you could get a guy, you know, if you can get, if you can get the, you know, a guy that's one of the top, 30 players in, in this draft class and they're at one position that you normally wouldn't take him at in the first round. And then you could get another guy that's in the top 50 at another position in later, you, you take that combination. And that's what, that's what we've, you know, we've been, been advocating for on this podcast on the website is saying that, look, just keep evaluating these players. And you see, you do not want to miss out on getting one of these top three backs. After that, you're back to the guessing game of hoping the running back works out. You get one of those top three guys, you're much more certain that he's that he's a guy, and you can still get. I you know I, I put in my mock draft earlier this week, uh, or, or you know about Spencer Spencer Brown. Uh, Spencer Brown's a guy that some people are still saying could be second, third round. You know if if he's there, that that's your offensive tackle. Boom. If you want an offensive tackle, that guy could be drafted after the running back and be in training camp shaking things up for you. Yeah, Spencer Brown, Stone Forsyth, Brady Christensen, yes. Walker Little, yes. uh, you know Deontay Smith. These are guys, James Hudson, that are all going to be available second, third round. That you know, they could be longtime starters for you. So, absolutely. So, all that being said, trading back isn't a must, but keeping your options open is. And that's what the Steelers will do. They usually do a, a great job of that. So we'll be keeping you apprised of this on DKPittsburghSports.com. The draft starts Thursday night. Dale and I will be running a live file, keeping you guys updated. We'll be, we'll be getting you all the great coverage at DKPittsburghSports.com. And we'll have some dueling first-round mock drafts to show you just different ways it may play out. I'll be right more often than Dale is, as usual, <laughs> who goes when in the first round. Uh, you know, I had to get that jab in before you did because you always try to jab at me on our show here. So I don't have to jab i'm just right yeah yeah <laughs> so we what you always throw your jabs inside to get you back so we had to, yeah, yeah 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 take that deal anyways thanks again for listening to the lolly carter nfl draft podcast here on dk sports radio remember you can subscribe to dk sports radio for free on apple spotify anywhere you get podcasts go to dk though subscribe for that it may co- it may cost you a little bit but it will get you great coverage on Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, NFL Draft, all the things that we're covering there all the time around around the world. Thanks again for listening to DK Sports Radio. Stay tuned. we got a lot of more great content coming your way.